Warning! The following podcast may contain language and subject matter not suitable for all ages or everyone. If you don't like what you're listening to, please press stop. In this episode of the Tang Warner Podcast. Now, my, uh, my dad's, his whole family is from Moscow, and that's where I was born. And my uh, mom is from Siberia. Wow. Really? What, yeah. what did her family do to get stuck there? Her family, uh, you, you must, must go to Siberia. You must have pissed off Stalin or something. Yeah, I was living in a jungle. Yeah. Like, it was, it was real. You know? People had, like, th- those parts of India have never seen foreigners. Yeah. So, I mean, who cares about the Taj Mahal when you're, Taj Mahal when you're in the fucking middle of the jungle, right? Yeah, it was cool. Never lived by an ocean. Been to the ocean many times. So the idea was to go to Busan, live by the ocean, go swimming, go to the beach. That sounded like paradise to me. Discuss life. No, ginger bongs are awesome. When I used to go to them in, in uh, Canada too, we have Korean ginger bongs. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Toronto. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. I know there is a Korea town in Toronto. It's like it's near uh, Chester Station or something, isn't it? Or... I don't know. I don't think I've actually been to the Korea town, but I've been to the ginger bongs, which. I guess are in the Korean town. Yeah, yeah. You're tuned in to the Chang Warner, the podcast coming to you from Chang Wan City, South Korea, with your hosts, Scott, Adam, and Phil. It's the Chang Warner podcast, a podcast that brings you some of the people living and working here in South Korea, and then Chang Wan City in particular. Once again, I'm Scott. Sitting across from me is Mr. Phil. How's it going? I feel like the luckiest person on earth sitting across from you. And today I've got, actually I've got Adam sitting beside me. How's Hello, going, good Adam? sir. How's it going? Good, man. And this week we got another guest on the show. We've got Michael Varko... Varkovetsky. Varkovetsky. Thank you for having me. It's an interesting name. Yeah, thank you. Good pronunciation. Do people call you Mike? I think, yeah. Or do usually. you prefer Michael? You know what? I do prefer Mike, but as I age, people start calling me Michael more and more. Michael. So eventually, I guess when I'm about 40, 50 years old, it's just going to be Michael. Yeah. I'm evolving. So it's fine. Mm. It's fine to call you Mike, though. You call me whatever you want, yeah. George Michael. Girls call me Mikey. Mikey. Sometimes. Mikey. Mikey. What about, do people call you Varka? Yeah, so. What's up with that? It's a natural occurrence. I don't know why it happens. So it's Polish, right? It's a Polish last name. Somewhere in my lineage, we were from Poland. Okay, and then where did you go? And uh, and then I guess we ended up in Russia. Oh, so as far as I know, my parents, my grandparents, great great parents, you know, for generations are Russian. Oh, hopefully, not both your parents were named Varko. <laughs> <laughs> one was Varko, one was Vetsky. Yeah. We just combined it. Yeah. <laughs> now my uh, my dad's his whole family is from Moscow, and that's where I was born. And my uh, mom is from Siberia. Wow. Really? What, yeah. what did her family do to get stuck her there? Her family... Um, you must go to Siberia. They must have pissed off Stalin or something. Yeah. <laughs> they got suckered in uh, in the Soviet Union to go to Siberia and work it's on... It's a great, uh, great place yeah. to live. It's a great place to live. <laughs> Come make money. Well, they, they, what, they ha- what happened was they graduated with these huge debts, yeah. right? They, they took out loans for school. And um, all these students had no jobs. And they're like, what do we do now? And so... They're like, can you do that in a Russian accent? Come to Siberia, make some money. <laughs> I can't do a Russian accent. I can talk in Russian. Siberia, Zilim Dinky. I can do it. Come to Siberia, come make some money. <laughs> so, <laughs> your, your voices. The, the idea was to go to Siberia, work on these oil rigs, and um, there's nothing there. It's just tundra and forest. And the government was going to build a city 
for the people who went down there to work. And um, so I guess my grandma's parents went to Siberia to do this and That's got fucked over. They, uh, they went down there and they froze their butts off. Yeah. Yeah. And there was no city being built. They survived. And yeah, and they survived. Literally, they survived. And they built their own infrastructure and homes and started a community. And these, this oil business, they it brought some money in, but it was not enough to send anything home or pay off debts. Would you ever go, go to, back to Russia? I'd love to go back to Russia. How did your, your mother meet your father? I don't know. That's a good question. I think they were on Tinder. They met him on Tinder, Moscow right? Is quite yeah. far from Tinder. Is it, is it Tinder match. Tinder? Tundra. 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 It's cold. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I have no idea. I can't even. I can't even. Because Moscow is quite far from Siberia. Very far. Very far. Maybe she was visiting or something. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I know my dad met her when he was in university. And my dad dad was a doctor in Russia. Um, I have no idea how it happened. So when did they immigrate to you're Canadian yeah so now, I'm right? yeah I'm Canadian now um, so I was born my mom was my parents were really young mm. I think they were like 21 23 um, and my my dad's dad was a professor at U of T University of Toronto and he was teaching uh, I went there did you? Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. you go. What was he teaching? He was teaching uh, computer science. Okay. And uh, I, again I don't know how he ended up there mm. but uh, it was a gateway to get my my dad to Canada, and uh, my dad came, I think, two or three years ahead of me and my mom, and then he set up kind of a, a base, bought an apartment in Toronto, uh, in, in uh, Richmond Hill, in Richmond Hill. Okay, right? yeah, and uh, and then me and my mom immigrated when I was six or five, five. So it's 1996. Uh, yeah, so I was five years old. So you can speak Russian then. So I can speak fluent Russian now. Wow. That's awesome. At like an eighth grade level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you can hold a conversation. I can hold a conversation. I can understand everything. Yeah. But uh, I'm definitely not caught up on the slang and, you know, people talking. People, Ru- Russians would in, in instantly understand that I'm a I'm foreigner. Okay. Uh, yeah. But I want to go back very badly. But I can't. Why? Because when my parents immigrated, um, they were too cheap to cancel my citizenship. It was about $300. Wow. They didn't want to do it. They didn't have the money. Okay. We were poor. We were poor, poor, but, you know, we were scraping by. Both of them worked at a bakery at the time. Couldn't you do that now, though? Couldn't you go to, like, the Russian embassy in, in Ottawa or something and be like, I don't want to be a Russian citizen anymore? Or still have 300? Dual or citizen, I guess. Isn't it? Right. Yeah, so they make it really difficult because they want you to be a dual. They want you to be a citizen of Russia. Um, it's a 12-month process. Well, you're Texans. Really? Yeah. So it's like a, it's, a, it's a couple hundred bucks, which isn't a big deal at all. But dad was my dad's going to Russia this year. He goes every year to visit his mom. But uh, he's like, this year before you go into your masters, come to Russia with me. You know, every year you you've been saying that you're going to come, but I've had university and I moved to Korea, and my mom has always been really worried about me going back for good reasons because as a citizen there, I would immediately be conscripted into the military. How long is that conscription? Two years with Korea. Um, but it's hell. I hear it's hell. Yeah. Like I hear it. Oh, it's awful. I think people die. Like the, the fatality rate inside the military program is high because Jeez, people just get the shit kicked out of them on the, on the daily Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, it's the Russian, whatever you imagine the Russian military to be, that's probably what it is. Oh yeah. 
That's why Russia is so hard. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. If I you mean, survive the military, then you're you're just a badass. I, I mean, I know, I know, and it could be a good life experience, right? Uh, Go over there. We can do like test a, my life. Maybe a tongue water podcast special. Varco, just <laughs> just for a second here. We don't like to really talk politics here, but what are your what are your folks like view on Putin and like. Um, my, I what's think, going on currently? Um, just briefly, we just don't briefly. have to go into this. So, now, but he's good man. Did you say Putin or Putin? Putin. Putin. Yeah. Putin. That's how they say Putin, and that's how they say Putin. In, in what do you like more, Quebec Putin or Putin? I love Putin. No, <laughs> Putin needs a little bit more gravy on him. <laughs> oh, he, he's listening. So, what do, you, what do your folks think about him? Um, I don't think they have a big opinion of him. My family's. High, like, highly Canadian now. Okay. They're, They're uh, like naturalized. Yeah, yeah, very naturalized at this point. Uh, my mom doesn't even speak Russian anymore, really. She speaks yeah. to me in English. My dad always speaks in Russian to me. But um, I guess, so my mom, I don't think she has a, a viewpoint on him. But my father, I think he, I think he likes Putin. Okay. I think he likes Putin. Because, yeah. um, do they like Trudeau more? I don't know. I, I guess Trudeau got elected when I was coming to Korea. Mm. So I'm out of the loop on Trudeau. Yeah. Um, he's done some good stuff. He's done some kind of crappy stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think the oh, reason- who looks better shirtless, Trudeau or Putin? Ooh, on a bear? Yeah, Putin. Putin, way more manly, I think. <laughs> if I was, if you were to put Putin and Trudeau into a into That's a why you're number two. Oh, Putin would fuck him up. Putin he's like ex KGB. Yeah, or something. fuck him up. Yeah, it's gonna be a battle. You lost the questions. Um. I think Putin's like, you know, done everything in his life. Like all of his, uh, he's had the money, he's had the fame, he's had the woman. Mm. He, the he doesn't, I don't think he's got a, a drive for, for um, himself anymore. Mm. He's more now concerned about the country. I think, I don't know. You know, when he came into power, I used to date a girl from Moscow yeah. and she told me it was a fucking huge surprise. Cause like, it was like overnight they were like, the guy was like, I'm resigning and this is your new president, Vladimir Putin. And everyone in Russia was like, who is this guy? You know, like it was like really everyone was kind of taken aback by it. There is a uh, a music video. Like, uh, we love we want a man like Putin. Like women are singing this pop song. You guys need to check that out. Is so, it English? Well, I mean, I, I'm sure that they could do something. You can understand it. Oh, it's a Russian music it's video. A, it's a Russian music video, uh-huh. like girl group singing uh-huh. about, you know, the, the lyrics are. There were subtitles like "We want a man like Putin." You know, he is. That was answering. their. That was their answer to Pussy Riot. Yeah, <laughs> it's all propaganda. So I don't know. I, I guess know. women want to date. Why would you not want to date a man who rides bears around? Yeah. He seems like a super alpha. And, and like on the low, he's he's supposedly one of the richest people on oh, earth. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, oh yeah, like he, un- he really profited from. Um, all mean on the low. Yeah, why in the low? Because he, he no, one really, he, no one really he, knows. Did he tell you not he, to mention that? Or something? I mean, I've been uh, we're close. <laughs> no, I've, I've read, I've read some reports where they they say they don't know how like much he's worth. Five. Yeah, he's in the top five because he won't give his tax statements yeah. to Congress. He, uh, yeah, because fuck that. Why would he? He uh, he had untapped control over Russia's natural resources, oil, man. All those minerals, that was just money going into his pockets. That's what, you know, the Soviet Union did. It was a communist state. So everything belonged to the government. Yeah. And as he, he was, you know, obviously had his hands into many pockets at the time. And all the money that was being made from the distribution of those resources went into his pockets. Speaking of having money in pockets, yeah. how long have you been in Korea? Mm. You said you got here before... 
Trudeau got in, yeah. so probably close to a year. Oh, a little over a year. Okay. I think, uh... How's your experience in Korea months? so far? Korea's good. I really, you know, it changed my life. My, changed my life. Okay. Are you living in Changwon? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sangjudong now. I was living in Sangnam for the first year. Okay. Um... Yeah, I'm living out on the outskirts now, but I have a bike and a motorcycle, so it's fine. If I didn't have a motorcycle, I would not be willing to live so far away from civilization. <laughs> what kind of bike you got? <clears throat> I got an Exiv 250. It's oh, yeah? made by the company Hyosung. Uh, it's a Korean motorcycle. It's fast enough, but needs to be faster. Did you buy it secondhand? Or? I bought it secondhand. It's 2015. I got a good deal on it. Uh, Is that the year of the price? How did you find it? Uh, I have, so I made, okay, so story goes that when I came to Korea with my buddy Malcolm, okay, um, and my whole time in Canada, I've wanted a motorcycle, but my parents have been against it. And why is that? I mean, I, I hear they're super safe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess for that reason, my mom is, uh, my mom's a worry woman and, uh, she can't. She couldn't. I think she wouldn't yeah. be able to deal with it. She doesn't let me go to Russia because she thinks I'm going to get conscripted. Maybe I will, but you know, I uh, I was into paintballing and longboarding back home, and that like gave her heart attacks. Yeah, she's like, oh my god, he's going to kill himself longboarding one of these days. And I'd be like, she's like, where are you? I'd be in school, and she's like, where are you going tonight? I'm like, oh, I'm going to my friend. She's like, are you going to longboard? I'm like, yeah, probably. She's like, please be careful. <laughs> so a motorcycle is a couple levels above that. Oh, longboard. Yeah. I thought you said lawn bowling. No, no, no. Longboard, longboard. <laughs> lawn bowling. So lawn bowling just, isn't the dangerous. Yeah. You know, parents. Well, they said his mom was overprotective. <laughs> <laughs> just like, what if somebody threw one of those things? But that's interesting because I, I just realized your mom didn't want you to Russia because they thought you'd, you'd get conscripted. Right. So when I came here, my parents, they weren't sure if I'd get conscripted. My dad was like, if, if, if you, they try to make you join the military. My father has been in the military his entire life. They try to make you in the military. You just, just get out. My mom was like, you should join. You know, you, well, you're not, you're not man enough. Phil, were you born here or? No, no, I was born in the States. Oh, you're born in the States. You don't have to do it. Though. But I've heard stories where people have, have, were born in the States as Koreans, yeah. came here. Do you have a dual citizenship? I do not. Well, I guess this guy had a dual citizen and they, he immediately got drafted. Yeah. And he, yeah. So yeah, what the thing is, if you're put on their family registry, you have until you're 18 years old to cancel your, you know, your citizenship or you have to, you have to sign up. So I would have, I mean, I work for the military now, so, but on the good side of the military. What do you do for military? English teacher. For the military? Yeah. For the Korean military. They have to learn English. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fuck teaching kids. Yeah. I did that That's for right. a year. Did it? Yeah. Totally. Sounds that? like a good gig. Yeah, definitely. Best what? job in Korea. Oh yeah. And I, they make me say that. <laughs> they watch this podcast. <laughs> They're listening. Are they going to Kim Jong Nam your ass in the airport? <laughs> so this is your second year contract, then. Right, it. right. So I was going to different leave. school. Uh, same school. Same school. I bargained for a good raise, but one of the big reasons I signed with the same school is because they offered me seven months instead of a year. Okay. Because I have to leave. So you extended basically. I extended it exactly. So guys, I can't stay for a year. You got a hog one? I'm at hog one. Okay. Why do you have to leave? Well, I got my master starting in September and I got it. That's in the UK and I have to uh, go home for a month. I haven't seen my family mm -hmm. in, in quite some time. So I'm going to go home, stay for a month and then go to the UK. Okay. Mm -hmm. UK. Okay. UK. Okay. My girlfriend's there now and uh, it doesn't oh. sound so okay. It sounds dreary. She sends me pictures every day. It's just raining, cloudy. <laughs> what were you expecting? I don't know. Wearing Mary Poppins. So uh, why why did you change houses? Um, Is your school in Sangland done? They have a, they have a sister branch 
because they own two locations. One's in Songjudang, and they okay. needed an experienced teacher to go there. Mm. They need a good teacher like myself. Where is Songjudang? North, north, uh, northeast of Cheng, northeast corner of Chengwang. Oh, okay. So up near like Sapodong. Okay. Or... I don't know. Okay. I'm so bad at these dong names. <coughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, what what brought you to Korea in the first place? Like, why did you decide to um, get so, out of Canada and come over here? It's a good question. Um, you said you came with a buddy. Came with a buddy. What happened was was uh, I was always my intention was always to do my masters, and when I graduated school, I needed some money, and so I started working as a social worker in Canada. I was working with uh, kids with uh, substance abuse pro- problems. Um, and what was your what was your degree in? My degree was in neuroscience and psychology, so it was a double major. As I remember, I only met you I think once or twice before this, but you went to University of Guelph, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I remember like a, that because my brother went there. Right. Yeah. It sounds like a fake Hogwarts kind of thing, like <laughs> the Sorting Hat Jim Guelph got a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you're <laughs> <laughs> it's legit. Yeah. Um, but so I graduated from school and I needed some money. So I started working. I needed experience. Uh, being a social worker was amazing. Were you a social worker in Guelph or in Toronto? I was a social worker in Guelph. Okay. And they have a really big opiate problem. With, really? Yeah, with the younger kids. Jesus, a, I didn't a know A big that. one. A big homeless youth and opiate addiction problem. Wow. Yeah, with, and, um, and meth too. Some amphetamines. Yeah. Well, opiates, I know, like, uh, yeah, there's a big problem with Painkillers. Yeah. Not heroin, painkillers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oxycontin, stuff like that. But uh, so I did that for a year, and it was awesome, but it was just not paying. I have a student debt. I have debt with just my student wasn't doing loan. it for you. It wasn't doing it for me. Yeah. Like, and I was just didn't want to go into a master's program already $20,000 in debt. So I was like, okay, I got to pay this off somehow. Now, I went to India when I was in my university, in my third, four, third summer of my third year uh, to do volunteering. So I paid $3,000 to go into the jungle in India and teach kids. I was doing some malaria awareness projects over there too. And I guess um, I've always traveled in my life, but mostly in like the, uh, the Caribbean islands and a little bit of Europe. But India really opened up the gateway, and I got the travel bug. I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is what I want to do with my life. I want to travel. I don't want to to work in an office. That sounds cool, man. Yeah, it was dope. It was unreal. Did you get to see a lot of India or just the one region? I saw quite a bit of it. I was there for a month and a half. Yeah. Um, And I saw – so I was stationed in the northeastern part of India for – the most majority of it, but I flew through a lot of it and we had to stay overnight in a couple main cities because of the transfers. That's the way they work for the airports. So I saw some of it. Um, I saw, I saw, I saw a lot of it. I got exposed to a lot of it. How'd you like the food? It was, I love Indian yeah, food. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome, right? I didn't get an opportunity to go to the main tour sites because I was like, it was like, always like, Oh, you have to stay here for a night. And just kind of like go out in the town. But yours sounds like a more genuine experience. Yeah, than, you know, I was, in and of itself, yeah, right? I was living in a jungle. Yeah. Like it was, it was real. You know, people had like th- those parts of India have never seen foreigners. Yeah. So I mean, who cares about the Taj Mahal when you're Taj Mahal when you're in the fucking middle of the jungle? Right? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was hot. 
Yeah. Yeah. I thought, you know, I thought India was, was not as hot as Korea. Really? Korea summer is insane. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I was super yeah. damp here. Right? Super insane, man. Yeah. Super uh, humid, I mean. Yeah. Damp. Um, I get damp from the humidity. You're damp. Well, it was really humid in India, too. It was so humid that if you were in the cab and you were, you, you were wearing sunglasses, it was 97% humidity. Wow. You're wearing sunglasses and you'd stick your head out of the cab window, water droplets would form on the lenses. That's how humid it was. Holy Jesus. Yeah. So you yeah. leave your hotel or hostel, wherever you were staying, and you would immediately be soaked in sweat and just the water in the air. You, I tried to go for a run once. We were kind of living in a hillless area and uh, I died. I couldn't do it. I felt like I was like inhaling water. Hmm. So difficult. So what were, what were you teaching there? So I was teaching English at an elementary school. Mm. And that's how I got the idea to come to Korea. So when I gr had graduated and had done my social work and I was like, okay, I need money. What should I do? And I was like, let's go, let's go teach English in Korea. And I had heard of people doing it. Um, and, um, Malcolm, who was a buddy of, who's a buddy of mine, he would jumped on board on the idea randomly. I just brought it up one day. He's like, Oh, I want to go. And so I was like, all right, let's did do he, it. Did he go to India with you? No, he didn't go to India with me. He, he didn't go to, he went to University of Ottawa or Carleton or something. How did you meet him? I met him through my ex-girlfriend. They lived in the same building and he had a really, he has a really nice BMW. Old, uh, I think it's like a 1980s E, e something, E series. I don't know what it is. It's like is a he, box. Is he from Ottawa? He's from Guelph too. Oh, okay. So he was living in Guelph after he had graduated university. I see. And I've, I, I was, every time I'd visit him at my ex-girlfriend, I'd see his car in the parking lot. I was like, man, this is a nice car. And I eventually stole him. Yeah. I stumbled upon him and I was like, wow, you're the dude with the car. And he's like, yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah. And he, uh, we became good friends and he came to, uh, he was, he jumped on board for the Korea idea and we're like, let's do it. We did it. That was that he had, and he knew people in Chang Wong. Remember Leslie and uh, Hannah and um, yeah, those, yeah, those names ring a bell. Those girls. Yeah. I think they went to his university. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, so we came to Korea together and uh, here we are. How'd you end up uh, like picking Changwon or was it just fluke or? It wasn't a fluke. We were looking, we didn't want to be in Seoul because we just didn't want to be in the metropolis. I don't want to do that. And Toronto is enough for me. Never been by an ocean. Never lived by an ocean. I've been to the ocean many times. So the idea was to go to Busan, live by the ocean, go swimming, go to the beach. That sounded like paradise to me. Um, but we were looking for work together. So we wanted to be hired in the, in, in the same school. And that doesn't really happen for two friends. Mm -hmm. So they, they usually hire couples. Yeah. So we... And you didn't want to be like, we're a gay couple. Oh, wow. <laughs> we were asked multiple times, are you guys homosexual? Really? Like, yeah. They did ask They asked that? us. Wow. It, it, a lot of the interview questions were like, are you Christian? Like, yeah, we're Christian. And the next question, are you homosexuals? Only if you want us to be. <laughs> it will make it easier. Yeah. Whatever you need. Get us in here. We finally, finally found a school in Changwon, in the Sangandong, who uh, had an apartment with two bedrooms, like a Jutek house. Okay. And yeah, so we came to Changwon because of that. And at the same time, he's like, oh, I have, you know, I know these girls from my university who live there. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so we came here. Great choice. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, it's a great place to live, you know. It's not too far from Busan either, right? It's like, not. You can hit up the beach on the weekend and you have Jinhae. You know, people, uh, Jinhae is underrated. Jinhae is awesome. Uh, it's beautiful. I can't say enough about Jinhae. I love it. I love it. I'm right down there all the time just yeah. to drive by the ocean and get that salty air smell, you know. Low tide's kind of rough though. Why? What do you mean? 
you smell all the rotten oh, yeah. fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Usually, yeah, usually around this time is when you know, like spring hits and it starts to turn to summer, and it's just everything rots at once. Do you live close to the ocean? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm right there. That's good though. That's a, that's It'd a, be nice if there if there was a beach, but there's just I like know. there's just harbors and you isn't know, that rocks. insane? Uh, How can they have not built a beach? I don't know. I question that all the time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on that. I'm gonna go to the next city council meeting and like, listen, I know you have it in with the military guys. <laughs> I have no pull. I've been to Jim Jobong and Jinhei. It's awesome. It's like it's right on the coast, and you can actually see the sea. Like, yeah. see the sea. See the sea. See it. As you're like relaxing, you know, like in a sauna, it's it's really good. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you like Jim Jabong. I love Jim Jabong. Yeah, yeah. at least once a week. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome, right? I love it. The best. Is that where you do your your Russian mob meetings? Yeah, me and Zach we get there together. <laughs> <laughs> Sit in hot tubs, right. discuss life. No, ginger bongs are awesome. When I used to go to them in, in uh, Canada too, we have Korean ginger bongs. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Toronto. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. I know there is a Korea town in Toronto. It's like it's near uh, Chester Station or something, isn't it? Or, I don't know. I don't yeah. think I've actually been to the Korea town, but I've been to the ginger bongs, which I guess are in the Korean town. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's been. there's like two Korea towns. One of them's in North York, and the other one is like I've been to the in, North York uh, one then. Yeah, yeah. The other one is like. Uh, West of Bloor, mm-hmm. or I should say, west of Young, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man, we have them there, and you can sleep there too. Not really big on ginger bongs. Really? I mean, nudity's fine and everything. It's just one time I was in one of those like pools, and all of a sudden, curly hair is floating near me. Yeah, you got to get over that. Yeah, that happens. That's okay. or like it's just all over the soap. What know. do you What do you think's in an ocean? Many curly hairs. Yeah, but it's just dispersed. More widely. It's, it's, yeah, I guess. I don't There's know. a lot of trash in there. But I don't always see the trash. Yeah. I saw the, I saw the curly. <laughs> well, I mean... It's, the short and curly. They're not short, dude. They're never short. They haven't, they've never have been trimmed, seen, eh? Korean guys don't believe in it. The, the urinals, I've seen the longest hairs of my life in these urinals and it's 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 nightmare it's a nightmare i don't know <laughs> i don't know what's happening like yeah. i uh i have a few korean friends who go to ginger bongs with me and i've brought up the question why don't you guys trim your pubic hair yeah and they think it's weird they think it's gay yeah or yeah or yeah gay. they think it's gay they're like why why do you trim your pubic hair like you're you're the weird one yeah like, oh yeah bro I don't know. They don't mow lawns either, so... Yeah, they don't have lawns to mow, so... How did we get on to pubic hair? But the, uh... There's always hair dryers, and you just see a guy with oh, his leg up. Just, time. Oh, yeah. no, I think at yeah, my, my gym, I think they put up a sign, because I don't see that anymore. I think they put they actually put up a sign that says, don't blow dry your pubes. Because yeah. I used to see it all the time. They'd have, like, one leg up I mean, on the fucking watch. on the counter, and they'd be, shh, you know, like, they'd be drying off their pubes. And now I, I don't see it anymore. And there's like a new sign, and I'm pretty sure that's what it says. What gym do you go to? Uh, the one in Sobu Sports Center. Okay. Because they did, because I used to go to Vision Fitness in Sangnam Dong. Yeah. They put up a what sign. A, what a vision. They put a sign yeah. up? What a vision that yeah. fitness for They actually really? did, because I had my friend translate it for me. That's what it says. It says, don't it, blow dry your pubes? Yeah, it says, not for use on, I guess, lower Genital, body. Yeah, genitals. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's f- interesting. Uh, the Korean word for pubic hair, umo. Is also used for conspiracy. So maybe there is a pubic conspiracy. Umo umo. Hmm. Funny how Korean words do that, yeah. right? They mean that's the same t- thing. That's the title of my new album. Umo umo. Yeah. <laughs> pubic hair <laughs> <Yeah>, conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Isn't that strange though? Yeah. Why? Why did, did they not think of enough words? 
I mean, yeah, it happens everywhere. Cha and cha, car and tea. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. It doesn't happen every. Where? What word in English has a a, a totally different meaning like that? Oh, there's got to be several in English, though. I mean, said has seventeen different meanings in the dictionary. It's said, set. Oh, set. Oh, yeah. That's okay. I, yeah. No, you're right. I'm, English is my second language. You got to give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Okay, so um, about riding, how is how's your experience riding motorcycles? So, um, like I said, in Canada, I never owned one, and uh, I start I started riding in India, and uh, I had we were living. I was living at one place. We were there for a month and a half. I was living at one place for about six weeks, and one of the guys who worked there had two bikes, so they were two small, like 125 cc motorcycles. Became really good friends with him, John, and he said, shout out John. Yeah, shout out to John in India, Mizoram. That's right. Anyways, he said, uh, I think he's still there. He is still there. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I keep in contact with him on Facebook. You're a good um, friend. Yeah, for sure. He's a really good guy. Plays rock, rock and rolls. Uh, like he plays death metal. Mm, nice. And uh, that was really uh, a taboo in Mizoram, which is a really traditional kind of heavily Christian area. And he plays death metal and drives a motorcycle. Fucking A. Yeah. Can you imagine? That's a badass motherfucker right there. And and they have alcohol is prohibited. What? Yeah. Crazy story. I'll tell it quickly. What happened was um, in the early uh, 20th century, they, Mizoram, which is this like northeastern part of India, barely in India, uh, was pretty much just a land of, it was like a tribal land, okay? There was, India cut it off, closed off the borders from Mizoram to the rest of India, the government, because they didn't want anything to do with Mizoram. They're just like, these these people over, this is our land. It's just like crazy people. This is the crazy area. State. Indians weren't allowed to go in and Mizoram people weren't allowed to go into India. So in like the early 20th century, like 1908 or not, uh, excuse me, yeah, 19 or something like that. Anyways, um, these two uh, Christian um, missionaries. missionaries, right, they came over there from England. And uh, the government was like, Indian government said, yeah, please go in there, you know, civilize these people. Mm. So they went in there and they threw the Bible in their face. And they converted everybody to Christianity and they built beautiful churches and incredible infrastructure and organized everything over there. 16 years ago, I think, or 17 years ago in 1990, the borders opened up for the first time where Indian people can go into Mizoram and Mizoram people can go into India. And in like 1995, the first foreigners went into Mizoram. And the missionaries prohibited alcohol use. So there's no bars. There's no... There's no karaoke. Can you get arrested if you like? Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally arrested. What's, what's the punishment? I don't know, but I know you, I know you can get arrested. I think. Shot. Like, just like, remember? Spend a night in jail. Or shot. Taking a shot. Got it. Um, but that, that doesn't like stop gun. people. <laughs> doesn't stop people from drinking. Of course. Right? So yeah. they make like bathtub wine. Mm, yeah. And or sneak in alcohol from India or Burma or something. Yeah, so they sneak alcohol and, and other narcotics, marijuana yeah. and all that stuff. Um, they Drugs sneak it into Mizoram and, um, and they do it secretly. And so um, one of our, so I, so I was riding this motorcycle. This guy gave me a motorcycle for a month. It was really difficult to get used to because one, I've never driven a motorcycle. It was my first, I've driven a dirt bike a few times in Canada. And he's like, and I was like, John, can you, you know, give me a ride on your motorcycle one day? He's like, better yet, I'll give you my motorcycle for the, you know, the month that you're here. It's not a problem. Do you know how to ride one? And I was like, yeah, I got a license in Canada. 
He's like, all right, no problem. And he's so one day in front of like all of the other staff members at this organization, I get on his bike and I'm trying to, I'm trying to start, I start it up and it's in neutral and I got to get into first and kind of roll it forward to prove that I can ride a motorcycle. And I just, I put, kick it in first and I stall it, kick it in first, stall it, stall it like five or six times. Very embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And I just blamed it on, oh yeah, I have a bigger CC motorcycle in Canada. <laughs> it's totally different. <laughs> no, I'm totally used to this guy. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. Sorry, I'm just drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, your motorcycle is just shit, John. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but a few days later, I was like, John, let me try again. And uh, he let me try again and I got it going instantly. And that was it. And then from that moment, he left me his bike mm. and i could drive it but the driving direction is flipped from canada so they drive so it's they're driving on the left side of the road mm-hmm. so i almost died like twice because of oncoming traffic but it would just slip your mind yeah well yeah. We, you'd be going around a mountain it was all mountainous area and you'd be going around a corner and i'd just be going on the wrong side of the road and there'd be a car incoming or a truck and one time it was a truck and it was a truck from the organization that i was working for <laughs> And I get back to like back to my home, and they're like, "Mike, we almost killed you! Like, what are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. it's like, "Oh, sorry." That happened to me one time uh, when I was a kid. We yeah. used to go down to Barbados, my family and I, for Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And I guess my dad used to drink and drive like a madman. Doesn't drink anymore, but like he used to fucking just toss back the scotch. And we were driving like through really, the mountains. He only did it when he was with the family. Yeah, well, only when he was with the family. That's, that's the only way you could <laughs> you take damn it. damn kids! And I remember we were going around a corner on a mountain, and we almost got plowed by this this tour bus. And I swear to God, this would have killed us. Shit. And just at the last moment, my dad was just like... <laughs> you know, like it was like a split second, or else I wouldn't have. I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Is the camera on? Can people see what you just did? <laughs> yeah. At the Sorry. last moment, he was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, "We're alive, no big deal." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it is hard though. Like when you're in a, when you're in a country where it's it's the opposite, right? Like right. in Japan, they do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're drunk. Especially if you're drunk. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Which you shouldn't be doing at all. I don't even know yeah. that kind Drinking of thing. and driving is very bad. Very bad. Don't do it. Many people lose their lives and kill people. You know, that's the worst part. Drunk drivers kill innocent, you know, families or children. Yeah, that's and the and thing. That's like the some people part. are like, "I'll be fine. I'll be fine." It's like, well, what if you kill someone else? Yeah. Who's yeah, you know, fuck you for being fine. Yeah, yeah, and you probably will be fine because you're drunk and your body's loose and your muscles yeah. don't, you know, stay rigid. When you're, you're probably driving a truck. Yeah, and they're in a fucking Toyota. Yeah. Well, that's like one of the great things about living in Korea is the uh, the system where they have uh, drivers that will come get your car, drive oh, you yeah. home. I do love that system. The Dediunja. Yeah, yeah. and it's cheap too. It's yeah, cheap. they're not bad. It's like ten bucks. Yeah. You know? Do you use that often? I don't drive. Oh, okay. I just take a taxi. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was the bus. I have a car, but I don't. If if I don't even want to be tempted to drink and drive because I'll be like, oh, I'm fine, mm-hmm. and then just ruin my life and someone else. So right. I just don't even like tempted. If I'm driving, I'm not drinking. So once they drop you off of your house with your car, what do they do? They come inside and they sleep with you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, someone picks them up. Bucks. You make out with them yeah. for a little while. <laughs> All right, you're, you're, you're gonna come upstairs some coffee. Uh, so, what, so someone comes and picks them up. Yeah, yeah. it's a good yeah, deal. Somebody they just somebody, live there now. Somebody follows you, though, yeah. right? Right. And then once they park your car, they just hop in yeah. to the car. That wow, falls, you know. that's amazing. Yeah. So it's I'm, a very good system. Yeah. We need this in Canada. Definitely, right? like, we need this worldwide. You know what? You can't, people you can't do that in Canada. People will be freaked out 
because because of insurance, you can't have oh, yeah, other people do. driving. Oh, yeah, right. that's a good point. That's why it, that. that's why it doesn't exist. Well, there's got to be a clause for that, though. Same in the like, states, I'd say. Yeah, well, like yeah. Uber drivers, right? That's their mo- car, though. It's yeah, but most of them are um, they they void their insurance when they're driving for Uber because they're it's a business now. And you're in, 95% of people who have insurance on their vehicles is just for personal use, right? Driving themselves around their family. They can't be making money off of it. So if they get in an accident driving for Uber and the police deem that it was they were driving for Uber, then their insurance is void. And if anything happened, they got to pay for everything out of their pocket. And the person who paid for the Uber, the customer... They're not covered by insurance either. Huh. So if they get like, you know, if they break an arm in the accident, that's out of their pocket. My insurance company, when I was driving in Canada, was like, do not drive for Uber. This is a huge mistake people do. Huh. Yeah. Gotta be careful. So fuck Uber. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I called one of those guys once to give me a ride home. Oh. I don't have a car. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> the dead Yunja? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little drunk. <laughs> So what'd you do? Just hang out with the guy? Just make a new friend? Well, I figured they must have their own car, yeah. so I tried to convince them to give me a ride home. What'd they say? What'd they say? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you but, couldn't get a taxi, yeah. and that's why you called it. <laughs> it's cheaper than a taxi. Oh, Jesus Christ. Far from a uh, house. I don't know why I did it, to be honest. But He's your little just guy. Just called the guy came up. Guy comes up and like, walks up. Oh, hold the... Car? What do you mean car? Yeah. Where's your car? They're like, why did you call us? And you're like, I'm just looking for a friend. <laughs> you want to come upstairs? <laughs> you want to make out? This is my house. We're already here. Uh, here's ten bucks. Come on. <laughs> Earn I've some done, money. Done things like that before, though. Uh, just to mess with people, you know. Yeah. I've gone into Loteria and uh, order like a hamburger set. I don't know, cheeseburger set. But then I'm like, cheese bagel, French fries bagel. And cola ba- bagel, like no cheeseburger, no cheese, no no drink, and no fries. But you asked for a set. Yeah, that's weird. They must be just like they just at me. There was one time I ordered a, a a cola, and I said no cup. And, and she just stared. They just stared at me. Oh well. Like, I want to drink it like off your tits. Like cola, Giselle. I want to drink it off your tits. Cup. Oh, <laughs> I just want to get my face. It's fun. It's fun messing with people. So, uh, Mike, since you've been in Korea, have you traveled around like to Japan or? I anything? have. Yeah. I have. But let me quickly finish this India motorcycle. Oh yeah, yeah. Story. Go on. Sorry. So what happened? Was, it, it's tied in with the prohibition of alcohol. Okay. okay. So on my on like the last week that I was staying with these guys, we motorcycled out to this park, and we're like, oh, we're celebrating you leaving. You know, we got some alcohol. And uh, they pulled out this water bottle and um, they're like, oh, yeah, man, like this is the best whiskey we can get. This is the, you know, we saved this for you. They were so happy to share. They were awesome people. But it was vodka. It was just a clear vodka. <laughs> and I was like, guys, this is just vodka. And they, d- they didn't believe me. They're like, what are you talking about? This is whiskey. We've been drinking this our whole life. This is just whiskey. Really? Yeah. I was like, this is vodka. Huh. Yeah. They were so, Maybe they, it was like moonshine. No, it was just vodka. It was just vodka. I guess Sounds like moonshine. Yeah. It was just bad. It was was it homebrewed? No, it, I'm possibly, I don't know. It, could, it, it was could in a plastic water bottle, yeah. but they thought it was whiskey. They were like, this is not like, whiskey. Yeah. Well, it was funny. Anyhow. Yeah, traveling in Korea. I've, uh, I've traveled to Japan. Where'd you go in Japan? I was in Tokyo and Osaka and Kyoto. Nice. 
Kyoto's the best place. Kyoto's the best. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I highly recommend that to yeah. everyone. You don't even need to go to Osaka or Tokyo. No. It's just a city. Mm. It's just a city. Go to Kyoto, and it's, you know, if you're into the culture and the history of Japan, that's, where, that's oh, God, it's gorgeous. It's the best. It's gorgeous. We rented kimonos, and uh, <laughs> me and my uh, my girlfriend, my dad, and his buddy. And we, it was in the morning. We traveled all over Kyoto wearing these kimonos. And <laughs> why, why did you rent the kimonos? My girlfriend was really keen on getting a kimono, yeah. and we're like, ah, fuck it. You didn't want to buy one. You just want to rent it. I'm not gonna buy a kimono. How much Those are they? they? Uh, they're, no, they're expensive. really expensive. They're yeah. like three hundred bucks, man. How, how much is it to cost? Uh, how much does a hanbok cost? I don't know. Probably three hundred. That's racist to think that I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, how much does a handbook cost? <laughs> I think it's about the same. It's yeah. like two hundred fifty. So, how much is it to rent? Uh, it was on. still expensive. It was like probably three hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> they got you for, for the male ones. I think it was probably like sixty or eighty bucks <clears throat> each. But for her, it was a little bit more expensive. I think she paid a hundred, hundred or one hundred twenty because she got her hair done. Um, it gives her a whole deal. So and you, it's you like, didn't get your hair done. I have no hair to get done. So it's this beautiful... Oh, what about your pubic hair? Do you get done? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> she, uh, she had this beautiful kimono. It was like, oh, it was gorgeous, colorful, full of flowers, awesome hair. Um, and for us, it was... Uh, first of all, for the woman, they have this huge room. There's these mm. huge variety and choices of kimonos. And for the men, they have this closet door they open up. Mm. It's like three colors. <laughs> Gray, <laughs> green, or black. What do you want? Or brown. Starting mm. four colors. That's it. Mm. What'd you go for? I went for black, of course. Of course, black. yeah. Yeah. Why not? Black is fucking... Yeah. That's the best. I'm not going to go for brown or green. <laughs> Did you go to uh, I the I monkey park green. there? I didn't. No. But in these kimonos, we climbed... <coughs> there's that... You know that... Those um, Shinto gates, the or there's this yeah, orange yeah, yeah, gates, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's a temple at, on top of a mountain, and yeah, to get to the temple, you have to climb. I don't know how many stairs, but through I think there's close to five or six hundred of these Shinto gates. Mm. So you climb up this mountain. And we did it in our kimonos with sandals on, with wooden sandals, traditional style of Japanese sandals. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't make it all the way up because. Uh, my girlfriend didn't take it anymore because her fever was about to She was just off. like, fuck this. She's like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah. We got to like a halfway viewpoint. We're like, that's enough. Let's go back down. So your girlfriend is Korean, correct? Yeah. Born in Changwang, actually. Mm. Yeah. Changed my life. Remember I said Korea changed my life? Yeah. There you go. That's, wow. one, that's one of the reasons. Um, yeah. She's born in, in Changwang. She's, uh, <coughs> she, uh, she tr- did university in Japan. So she speaks fluent Japanese. So it was a big help on our trip. Um, and now she's in the UK. Working as a designer, packaging designer. Mm. Yeah. Or looking for a job currently, and she'll soon be a packaging designer. What's your drink of choice these days? Whiskey, man. Whiskey. Yeah. yeah. That's my boy. Jameson Club. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Jameson Club nice all the way. Club, yeah, for sure. On the rocks? On the rocks. I'm a McKellen's man. Yeah. Well, of course. I'm a McKellen's I don't, I don't, man. I don't like rocks, though. I, I just, just a little bit of water. Yeah. I, I like to eat a little bit. You know, you pour it on the ice and just give it a few minutes, let it melt yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that is good. Yeah, is good. You but you know, that's a North American thing, right? In Scotland, they frown upon that shit. Like if you know. if you drink whiskey or Scotch whiskey with with ice, Scots Scots will look at you like "fuck you, man." Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I used to just do it straight, no no ice, um, but I was drinking them way too fast, so putting ice on it kind of slows it down a little bit. You know, just yeah. got used to it, yeah, especially in the summer. Summertime, you need. Some I'm not. Ice. I'm not totally against it. I like it once in a while, but I prefer it with just a little water because I know that's that's the way it's meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. Rules are made to be broken. Of course. Yeah. Who made these rules? Irish people. 
The Scots. The Scots. The Scots. I only started uh, drinking whiskey this year. Really? Yeah. Career changed my life. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hashtag life changing. I hope you're not drinking Korean whiskey, though. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> that shit is no, garbage. I only drink whiskey at O'Brien's because I'm part of the Jameson Club, so it's the only place I'm there you go. willing to fork out the money for it. Um, yeah, I only started drinking it this year. I, well, it's because I was in Busan, and there's this awesome bar in Busan called um, The Secret Room. Have you heard of it? No. Because it's a secret. It's because it's a secret. Hyundai or Connolly? It's in Hyundai. And um, it's pretty much across from the Thursday party in Hyundai. Okay? It's across the street. And it says, if you look up, it's on the second floor, and it just says, the bar, sorry, it's not called the secret room. It's called the back room. The back room. The back room. Mm, And it looks like a super fancy place, and it's got like purple candlelit lighting inside, these huge arch windows. It looks awesome. And me and my girlfriend are walking around. I'm like, how do we get in this place? There's no door. Okay. The first floor is just like Hogwarts again. You have to go through that. (laughs) Pretty much. The first floor is just um, a Korean restaurant. Mm -hmm. And we walk around this building a few times looking for a door. There is no door. Like, do we have to go inside the Korean restaurant to get in this place? So we go inside the Korean restaurant, just a pack of people eating dinner. And we walk through. And at the very end of it, there's a bookshelf. And beside the bookshelf, there's a phone. And when you do, the phone has one button on it. You, pr- you pick up the phone, you press the button, and so an attendant in this bar says, how many people are you with? And said, two. And then this bookshelf slides open. What? Yeah. And you walk upstairs, this spiral staircase to this bar. It's a, a, a magnificent bar. Mm. And the bartenders... Jesus. There's about four go or five... We gotta go to this. Four or five... Yeah. And it's a cigar room. So you can buy cigars there and smoke. Where's this? It's across from the Thursday party in Hamday. On the second floor. On the see. second floor. It's called the back room. And it's um, in the Prohibition era in in America. They had a lot of these rooms. Speakeasies, speakeasies, right? Yeah. That's what it's. That's it's a theme of speakeasies. Yeah. You ever watch Boardwalk Empire? Yeah, yeah. That's good. Good. That was a good series until the end. It yeah. turned into shit. But hey, hey no spoilers. <laughs> probably it's probably called the back door. He's just setting you up. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Go in there and wake up a few hours later. Your pants are around your ankles. Like, because it's like one of those bar names where it could be either really classy or kind of seedy, like the ballroom. The ballroom? Because think about it, you know, it could be like a classy ballroom where it could just talk about your junk and having ballroom. Yeah, or just be a playpen with balls inside of it, (laughs) drinking. The ballroom. But uh, this bar has about four or five bartenders who work there. And they, they, their capacities, I think, is only 20 people. Is so, it expensive? Yeah. 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 It was free to get in. Well, it's about nine or nine or $10 for a drink. But that's the first place I tried whiskey. So I'm telling the story. And I tried um, uh, Belvedere, I believe it's called. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, 12 years. Mm. Oh, it was unreal. I drank that. It was on ice. It was like on a perfect spherical ice cube. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, wow, I've been missing out. And so that changed my life. Like, life changing moments in Taiwan. Since then, I guess that wasn't Busan. Yeah, we don't support Busan. (laughs) Since then, I've been uh, drinking whiskey. It's a wonderful drink, and like, just don't go crazy with it. No, of course not. It's too expensive. You can't go crazy with it. It Gives you a terrible hangover if you go crazy with it. Yeah, never. Well, I hear that experience. I hear higher class stuff like the 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 Belvedere. You don't feel the hangovers really. That's true. That's true. How much is a bottle of that Belvedere? Yeah, like twelve year. Oh, it's got to be probably eighty bucks. <clears throat> really? That's pretty cheap. Yeah. McAllen's, I think, 95 for a bottle. Yeah. It goes up to, what, 20 years? 
Belvedere? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm not very. I'm not very versed on Belvedere, but I know like uh, McKellen's. If you get like a like a really good bottle, that, that can go up towards like yeah. 280 bucks or something. Jesus. Like yeah, but I'm sure if you drink that, you feel better the next day yeah. <laughs> than the night before. Johnny Walker Blue, I know, is like it's got to be 150 bucks or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the back door. Anyways, that's the back door. Change your life. Yeah. Could sit down for a week. Definitely. Oh, sorry, I forgot to say, there's four or five bartenders who work there because each of them has a list of assigned drinks that they make specially. So I, the first time I went there, I had a mojito, uh, like it was a, an apple mojito or something. But I had to wait 20 minutes because the bartender was like out and having a cigarette and the other bartenders weren't allowed to make this mojito. So he oh, like, it was like his specialty. It's his, he makes there mojitos. It's his, it's his donation. Yeah. So you're paying $9 for a glass, but I mean, it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's worth it. It's eh? worth it. And you go there for like a drink or two, you know, and like you're not going there to get hammered. I would work there and just pour the beers. Yeah. There's no one pours the beers. Just me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you have a drink or two, and then you go down to Thursday party and it's fucking shit face. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you're in your second year contract, mm-hmm. just like what the beginning? Yeah, this is the like beginning. Two months in, I think. Beginning of the end. Then you plan on what going back to Canada? No, he's going to England. So I'm going to go back. But to he said Canada, Canada first. first. Canada first. Canada first. Yeah, I'll be going back. So June 17th, I'm done my contract. I really want to travel after for a week or two. I can't leave this place and just not see Southeast Asia, right? doesn't make sense. So I'm going to travel for a bit. Do you guys have any recommendations for us? Yeah, I've been asking everybody. I've I've only been to Japan and Korea. Oh, man. I would recommend Angkor Wat in Cambodia. It's quite nice. I've heard Cambodia is awesome. It's cheap. Yeah. Go for like a huge meal. It's costing like $2 American. Nice. I recommend that. It's interesting you said American, Canadian. I have no recommendations. They take American currency. I'm done with travel. Why is that? Just tired. Just tired. <laughs> <laughs> just, just tired. I had enough trouble getting here today. <laughs> You're but, dreading uh, the taxi ride home. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I have no idea. Thailand? I want to get my scuba diving license in Thailand. May, may be the place to do it. Mm. Get your advanced water. Yeah. I think Kotao. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think it costs about four or five hundred dollars, but they provide accommodation. Yeah, which is awesome. Koh Tao is a nice island too. Yeah, it's really beautiful. But June is the monsoon season, so yeah. it's a gamble. Yeah, you got to take that into account. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I th- I don't think they'll stop the dives if it's raining. I don't think they care, but kind of set a, a negative tone on my whole trip. You might be able to do it in June. Don't tell your mother. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when when I get back with my motorcycle gear. And, she, and I'm just going to arrive with a helmet to Canada. She's like, what, why do you have this? I'm like, oh, it's for my bicycle. Your bicycle's back there. So we, got a surprise, we got a surprise for it's you. It's for your lawn bowl. We got your mother on the phone. Oh, yeah? Hey, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Yeah. Changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> just tell her it was for lawn bowling. Yeah. Long bowling. Long boarding, right? Long boarding, right. That's a, what, like a long skateboard? It's a long skateboard with really nice wheels on it. You need a helmet for that, don't you? You do? You do? I had like gloves that have that I made my that I made myself and they have um cutting board on them on the palms. And so you can throw yourself down on the ground and push this push the board out and drift while you're riding down a hill. Super safe. Super safe. Which side of That's the road? The, which side of the road are you on? <laughs> Both sides of the road. And you're doing that. That's why she was freaking out about it because I do this stupid shit. But uh, super fun. Oh my god. Oh my god. Sounds like fun. When you're going like probably 30, 40 kilometers an hour, 
and you, you you know you're wearing knee pads and elbow pads. I'm gonna start calling you Danger Barco. Yeah. <laughs> this name's <laughs> Danger. It's yeah. not. It's Kevin. There's what is your middle name? I have no middle name. What? Yeah. Danger is my middle name. Danger. I guess my middle name would be Sergey because in Russia it's kind of a custom to take your father's name. Okay. And my dad's name's Sergey, so Michael Sergey Farkovetsky. Um, There's only two names in Russia, isn't it? Sergey and what is it, Victor? Vladimir, you forgot that one. Vladimir. <laughs> Victor, Victor. <laughs> no, there's Sasha as well. Sasha, right. Yeah. yeah. That's no day. But anyway, we got to wrap things up. So how can uh, people get in touch with you if they want to? Um, they don't. Really. They don't. Yeah, I don't have Tinder or, I mean, <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> not Tinder. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it sounds like everybody's on Tinder these days. What's that? Uh, Your girlfriend's tw- probably. You fucking better not have Tinder. Twe- the, the tweeting social media thing. Twitter. 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 Twitter is what I meant to say. There you go. Twitter. You have Instagram? Facebook? I don't have Instagram. I'm on Facebook, but my name's different on Facebook because um, I changed it when I was applying for schools. I didn't want my school, the university, to look me up. And mm-hmm. just see all these stupid pictures from when I was in university. So, We're worried about Putin. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe we'll just leave you anonymous then. No, well, you, you can find me on Facebook. It's under Mick Varco. Uh, Mick Varco. M I C K Varco. You really changed your name. Like, it's so hard to find this guy. <laughs> well, you know, there's a million mics. Uh-huh. So if you search up Mike, like, good luck. Is he Irish? Is he Scottish? Is he Polish? Uh, is he Russian? Is he Italian? Uh-huh. A man of the world. Uh-huh. Yeah. Man of the world. Highly recommend getting a motorcycle in Korea. Just don't tell your parents. Just don't tell your parents. Does your father know? Yeah, my dad knows. My sister and my mom don't. Uh-huh. Highly recommend getting a motorcycle. It's uh, It'll open up everything for you. It's really easy to get a license. If you're Canadian, you just exchange your license. And you get yourself a Korean driver's license. They're super cheap. My first motorcycle here cost only $600. Sorry, no, that's a lie. $800 I paid for my first bike. Yeah, and they, uh, and you know, you're not dependent on transportation anymore, which is a bum sometimes in Korea. If that's one thing you take out of this podcast, get yourself a motorcycle. There you go. That's it. And Phil, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, Phil Way Stan on Instagram and Phil Wayne Stanley, uh, Facebook, Phil at Changwaner.com. And Adam, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, Adam Maxwell Kent, Facebook, Ever Stalwart, at Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening today. Please subscribe or like us. And uh, if you have any comments about what we've said, even if uh, they're not the most flattering comments, <laughs> they're still welcome. Hey, there's no such thing as bad press. Thank you for having me. Right. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you for having me. Have a great time. Woo! And if anybody wants to get in touch with me, just scout at Changwoner or anything Changwoner. Just give him a head nod. Yeah. I will give you the, what's the opposite of the head nod? The head shake. The head shake back. <laughs> good time. That was oh, fun. Oh, no, it was a lot of fun, yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Honestly, I had a really Thanks good time. Thanks for coming. Thanks for tuning in to the Changwoner Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.